Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, Adori Labs, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's CorvetteTodayPodcast.com. And while you're on the website, click on the link for the new Corvette Today merchandise store. There you can purchase Corvette Today hats, t-shirts, jackets, koozies, coffee cups, mouse pads, and much more. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at CorvetteToday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have 3,000 members in the group, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette Today, Corvette Fever Magazine. Corvette Fever has been relaunched with an online and printed version. The online version has incredible interactivity with hidden photos and information, and the printed version is like nothing you've ever seen before, huge and glossy. Get your free online version at CorvetteFeverMag.com. You can also sign up for the printed version there as well. Corvette Fever Magazine, come along for the ride. Also, MidEngineCorvetteForum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. My guest on Corvette today works at a premier late-model GM performance shop in Michigan called CT Performance. Whether it's your Cadillac, Camaro, C6 or C7 Corvette, CT Performance can elevate the horsepower and your miles per hour of your Corvette to amazing levels. Chris Wells, the founder and owner of CT Performance, is with me today on the podcast. Chris, welcome to Corvette today. Hey, Steve. Thanks for having me. And just a quick correction. I'm actually the, I won't even call it the co-founder. The founder is a guy named Shane Carey. He's our wrench. He's kind of the brains. I'm a recent addition to the CT Performance team, but thanks for having me. We're looking forward to talking today about Corvettes, Chris. Hey, tell me about your earliest memory of being drawn to cars and the car culture. So I'm from southeastern Michigan in the Detroit area. So obviously cars were around and everybody's brother, dad, uncle, mom, for that matter, worked at a car company. And so my dad worked at Ford. Don't hold that against them. And my grandpa worked at Ford as well. Again, don't hold that against them. And so cars were kind of always part of what we knew about. I'll say this, though. My dad wasn't a, I won't even call him a car guy. He obviously drove his Ford, but wasn't into it much more than that. So earliest memories are of just the neighborhood kids that became 16, 17, getting into their Novas or once in a while their Corvettes. And maybe once in a great while, a Grand National, too, would drive by and just admiring those things from afar in the neighborhood. And so that was like me as a 10-year-old or an 8-year-old or even a 12-year-old. But that's my earliest memories of noticing cars in general. That's cool. So what was your first car then? Was it a Ford? 
Well, unfortunately, my first car was indeed a Ford. Yes, it was. And <laughs> I actually did a, a YouTube video on this car, and it was a 91 Ford Mustang that I had busboyed and dishwashed and cooked my way to getting about 30% of the down payment for. So I saved, actually, no, it was 30% of the car's purchase price and convinced my dad that with my good grades and my 30% down payment that he should help me get this Mustang. So again, don't hold it against me, but my first car was a Ford Mustang. It's okay, Chris. That's all right. Well, so did you put some aftermarket stuff on that Ford Mustang? I did, but again, you're talking teenage years, and so budgets for aftermarketing were relegated to things like aesthetic additions. Maybe we got as far as going into like changing the pulley. I know for sure I did a bunch of stereo modifications, all one piece at a time, never anything complete. So it was always a work in progress, but that kind of solidified my teenage brain into this car culture. And, and from then, I was kind of just into cars in general, even if I didn't always participate. In the last, say, decade or two, I've kind of gotten back into the car scene but that was where the seeds were planted. Well, Chris, don't feel bad because when I did modifications on my cars as teenagers, it was from the J.C. Whitney catalog. So, <laughs> Absolutely right. I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right, so let's switch from Ford to Corvette. Tell me about your first Corvette memory, either seeing or driving a Corvette. So I didn't drive a Corvette until, honestly, the last decade. So we'll get to that. So my earliest memories were a buddy of mine had an uncle that had an orange Stingray of the 70s, late 70s variety, if that even exists. Whatever it was, it was a Stingray and it was orange. I can't put a date on it, but I'm sure someone out there can. And that was one of those times where you're like, wow, this thing's sweet. It's got two seats, not a lot of storage space, but it looks unreal. And that was my first memory of a Corvette. Before I bought this Mustang, I convinced my mom to take me to the GM dealership so that I could sit in, this is again, this is like 1991, that I could sit in an early 80s Corvette because they were on the used lot and they were still not in my price range. But I figured like, what the heck, let's sit down in this thing. I just remember the wheel humps that you could see out of the front window were Corvette signature, obviously, but were unreal and different than any car I had sat in prior. That's really cool. Now, you can kind of make good on this, Chris, by telling us what is in the garage now and what have you previously owned Corvette-wise? Actually, I still own every Corvette I ever bought. I've never sold a Corvette ever. My addiction started probably 2012, 2013, something like that. So I guess we're going on almost 10 years. I got fixated on the C6 ZR1. I remembered the C4 ZR1s back in the day. And they were, I mean, as they even still are to some point, unattainable. And they were amazing back in the day. And when the C6 came out, I had seen one local in and it just spoke to me. And so I told myself I was going to get one. And the time became right. And my son and I flew down to Dallas to buy the ZR1 and drive it back. And I ultimately couldn't come to a deal with this place in Dallas. And my son bawled his eyes up. We left without a ZR1. Finding one thereafter in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And we flew down and drove it back. And that was kind of, again, solidified my love for Corvettes. And that was my first driving experience in any Corvette was back in 20, say 2012. Wow. Driving this car back from Florida to Michigan. That car is still in my garage. And we'll talk more about that car in a bit when we get to going fast and setting records. Beyond that, I've got an interesting stockpile of ZR1s and a Z06. So if we start from oldest to newest, I've got a 91 C4 ZR1. I forget the color. It's the teal. Maybe it's metallic teal. Right, right. But the teal C4 ZR1, again, that was one of those cars that as a high schooler was like, that was the top car. There was no car better than that car in my teenage brain. So I had to get one and I ultimately picked one up about two years ago. So I've got the 91 C4. I've got every year of the C6 ZR1 though. I have one from every single year. No kidding. I do. I've got an 09 Jetstream Blue ZR1. 
I've got a 10 Cybergray Metallic ZR1. I've got an 11 Supersonic Blue ZR1. I've got a 12 Carlisle Blue, which is a 1 of 11. And I kind of got into the very specific ZR1 colors. Since they share the line with the Grand Sports and the bases and the Z06s, you can get these ZR1s that are rarer on the color side. So the Carlisle Blue ZR1 is a 1 of 11. There are only 11 Carlisle Blue ZR1s made ever. I picked one up in Dallas a few months ago with 42,000 miles. So a well-driven Carlisle Blue ZR1 that my son and I drove back from Dallas here to Michigan just because it already had the miles on it. I've got a 13 Inferno Orange ZR1. I've got one Z06, which is an 08 Jetstream Blue. So I've kind of got the array of C6 ZR1s and I'm still looking for one or two more to fill out the rarer colors if I can find them. But honestly, they're becoming expensive. Not that they aren't already, but they're becoming more expensive and they're becoming hard to find in general. So I'm keeping my eyes open. But my garage is full of Corvettes and I love them. I mean, Corvettes are it for me. Well, you're a man after my own heart, Chris, because I look at the C7 ZR1s every single day online. Right. I've got a 2014 C7, what I call the carbon fiber edition Stingray. Everything that was black or black metallic, which General Motors calls carbon flash, has now been replaced with carbon fiber. Love it. Inside, outside, engine bay, everything. But I look at those ZR1s and just drool. I tell you what, though, let's take a quick break, Chris. And in segment number two, we're going to talk about your aftermarket business on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Chris Wells, the owner of CT Performance. In the second segment, we're going to talk about how Chris got into the aftermarket business. Chris, how did you find the time to start messing with cars? Because you already had another full-time job in another industry. So I did, for sure. And actually, I wasn't the one doing the messing. But I pretend to be some sort of car expert. I'm not by any stretch a mechanic. That expertise lies on my partner, Shane Carey, who was the guy that had the original vision for the business. And he did have a full-time job, and he did start out essentially out of his garage in uh, rural Michigan. Talk about Shane Carey for a second, because he's really the hub of the wheel that brings all this together. He did have a full-time job working in liquid packaging, milk packaging, that kind of stuff. And before he got into that career, was into cars, worked at various dealerships, was always into cars as a teenager. And then as he got to middle age, because I'm, I'm the exact same age as him, so it won't be bad, he got kind of back into the car scene, kind of like I did. And he started using the knowledge he'd learned both obviously before his career career and during his career on aftermarketing Corvettes and other late model GM cars. And what he had found was that when he built his own ZR1 and his own CTSV, 
that they were absolutely crushing it on the track in terms of being fastest 60 to 130 at 60 miles an hour, 103 miles an hour, and just overall kind of acceleration beasts. And so once that started happening, he started getting other folks in the Michigan area asking like, hey, what did you do? Hey, can you help me with my car? And that became the traction that gave him the idea to start this business called CT Performance. And so I got into the mix along the way there, got to know him, got to like him, became friends. And then since I had Corvettes as well, he started doing work on my car. He and I set some goals to get my 2010 Cyber Gray ZR1 to be a record holder. And so we set our goals on what's called half mile and mile racing. And for those who don't know, that means you're going from a dead stop to a half a mile distance or a mile distance. And you're being measured on not time, but on your fastest mile an hour. Their official events run on airstrips where you go as fast as you can in the given distance and your mile an hour tells you how well you did. And so we spent the subsequent, call it three years from today, so back 2018 to now, spent that time tweaking and prodding and poking and massaging these engines and exhaust systems and blower systems and nitrous systems and whatever you can think of on this ZR1 to get it as fast as it could be in this mile and half mile distance. And then last year, we actually broke the record for the fastest ZR1 that's supercharged in a mile. And we took a C6 2010 ZR1 to 230 miles an hour in a one mile distance. Wow. Which again is a testament to the Corvette platform. That's amazing. So when did you guys start thinking about opening up your own garage? Oh, it's kind of been this thing in the back of our heads now for a few years. Ultimately, business kind of begat the need to actually do it for real in air quotes. And so after breaking some of these records and getting our actual ideas proven on the track, we said, you know what, we got something here. Business started to pick up and we figured that this is the time to go from what is now Shane's garage to what will be CP Performance. We opened in May of 2021. So it was kind of the realization of the actual proven track record of what Shane mechanically had done. Very cool. So when did you guys take that leap and open up your aftermarket business? This has been a business that's been alive for four or five years now. It's simply been a garage-based business, and that's not to downplay it. Shane and team did work on 75 cars last year. So it's not a one-off shop, right? It's a large operation, even though it's run from a double large garage here in rural Michigan. That's very cool. So what are the other businesses that you looked at and thought, you know what, we can make a go of this? Honestly, we didn't approach it like that. It was more we approached it as as we saw the ideas being proven and the designs being proven on tracks against shops, orders of magnitude bigger than CP Performance. That's when it kind of came to light that, you know what, we didn't just luck into this, right? There's actually skill involved, there's actually planning involved, there's design involved. And so we decided that if we can compete more than once on a given track, it's not a fluke. Let's actually give it a go. I'm 47, Shane's 48. We're at that time in our lives where we're, we're looking for new adventures and it just felt right. So like I said, the opening of CT Performance will take us from a four-car garage into a 12,000-square-foot facility here. And the nice bit is, and was important for Shane especially, is we're keeping it in rural Michigan. So literally, we're in a very small town about 55, 60 miles from Detroit. But we very much have the southeastern Michigan feel, but we're out in the cornfields at the same time. Well, I admire both of you, Chris, for getting out there and doing it on your own. It sounds like all you need is an airstrip close to the shop. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That would be amazing. And you've got the records to back you up and prove it. And with working with 75 cars last year, you're on the way. Appreciate it. Chris, let's take our final break. And when we come back in segment number three, we're going to talk more about CT performance, some of your records, and what you offer Corvette owners on Corvette Today. 
VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E Finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. This is the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me today is Chris Wells from CT Performance. We've had an incredible story so far, and we want to talk about, in this third and final segment, more about CT Performance, some of your records, Chris, and what you offer Corvette owners. Now, you hold the Corvette record. Talk a little bit more about that, because 230 miles an hour in a ZR1 is really impressive. No, I appreciate it. And we've got to be very specific. It's the C6 ZR1 supercharged Corvette record. There are other Corvettes that have gone faster for sure. But if you slice it down to a ZR1 that's supercharged, we've got the fastest C6 in the nation right now, or in the world for that matter. And so that record took, I would call it two years of R&D, multiple motors, multiple supercharger designs, tweaking essentially every part of the Corvette system, the fuel system, the air system, the tuning obviously is a huge part of what goes on, and just a lot of trial and error. That car itself dynoed at 1,100 wheel horsepower. Wow. And that's what it takes to get into the, call it the teens, the two teens. And then on top of that, 1,100 horsepower. And again, it's at the wheels. On top of that, we've got to spray 250 shot of nitrous to get us to about 1,400 wheel horsepower. And just getting that to the ground becomes a big problem because the cars are designed for 640 crank horsepower. And they're getting fed a good dose more than that with our setup on this car. It's interesting. That's what it takes to get to 230 in a mile is about 1,400 wheel horsepower. Granted, traction is always our nemesis. And so we're still working on traction right now. Now, talk about the new facility for CT performance. Because with 12,000 square feet, this sounds like an awesome place. Yeah, we're excited. We're going from a four-car garage into a 12,000-square-foot facility. We've got six lifts that are installed right now. We've got a five-axis CNC on the way. 
we're looking to do parts manufacturing. We work on late model GM performance. So while we have these records at these amazing miles an hour, our bread and butter is not these super high horsepower cars. It's essentially horsepower for anybody. If you need something as simple as an oil change, we could help. But intakes, exhaust, bolt-ons, all within our wheelhouse, obviously. No job is too big or too small. But we spend a lot of time on making sure the customer's happy. And that's what's made the business grow. We've got an in-house dynamometer. So we've got a DynoJet Dyno so we can show you before, after graphs on what our modifications have done. The solutions are all kind of built around the client. We know not everybody wants to spend a bunch on their car and some folks do and some don't and either way is okay. We also understand that each car is very personal and each person has their own goals. And that may not mean they're the same as our goals, which is perfectly fine too. So again, we focus on late model GM. So that means Camaros, CTSVs, Chevy SSs, G8s, the whole gamut. And obviously we get our share of C6, C5, C7, and once in a while, C8 Corvette come to the door. Very nice. Now talk about what you can offer the Corvette owner with your products that you're going to be making and producing there at your new facility. Nothing is on our site yet in terms of a product, but what we can do is take the knowledge that we forge from these high horsepower, high mile an hour runs and back that down to what may break, what may work best, what may be able to be fixed before it's broken on a C6 or a C7 or whatever Corvette before it gets there. So even if you're not at the thousand horsepower level, which, you know, obviously 99% of the population isn't, you can benefit from the fact that R&D has been done on these higher horsepower applications and understand that if we can do those well and they hold together and they perform then clearly we can back that knowledge down to any level of Corvette build or other build for that matter. And you can be ensured that you're getting quality products based on that experience. Very nice. Now, in prepping for the podcast, I was reading about these blue twin Corvettes. Talk about those because that's a really cool story. Happy you brought those up. So I forgot, and I forgot all about them until you mentioned them, to be honest. So yes, we had this idea. I mean, if you look at forced induction in general, you have this kind of epic battle between turbocharged and supercharged. Right. Furthermore, and I'm going to get on a tangent here, so please excuse my blabbering for the next couple of minutes because I'm passionate about this bit in particular. If you look at these half mile and mile races, there's another complete sport called roll racing where you're on a track and you're racing between, say, 40 and 140 miles mile an hour. It's dominated by these all-wheel drive cars. So you can imagine the Lamborghini, Huracans, GTRs, and the Audi R8s, all of these exotics that are orders of magnitude more expensive than a Corvette. We think a Corvette can play on that platform and win. These exotics are out there with high price tags doing 2,000 horsepower more to bring home wins. And we think a Corvette can play on that stage. So that begat this idea of these blue Corvette twins. And so what they are is as follows. I've got a 2008 Jetstream Blue Z06 and a 2009 Jetstream Blue ZR1. So identical looking Corvettes in color, different models, but identical looking. We figured we could do the following. We could pit the supercharged car that is the ZR1 against what we're going to make a turbocharged car, which is the Z06. And our goal here is to build these cars to be identical except for their forced induction bits. The motors will be nearly identical. They're going to be aftermarket motors, both built at 7 liters or 427. The Z06 will have an iron block. The ZR1 will have an aluminum block. The ZR1 will have a full shot of nitrous, and the Z06 will have twin turbos. And the point here is to get to play on this bigger stage of these exotics. 
And our goal here with these cars is to one, play on that stage, yes, but two, to play on that stage, we need to bring on the order of, say, 1,700 to 2,000 to 2,200 horsepower at the wheels, like an ungodly amount of power to make this actually happen. The problem then becomes the factory TR6060 transmission is not built. It's barely built for 1,000 horsepower. And so we're actually putting sequential gearboxes in both of these cars that are built for multi-thousand horsepowers and instant shifts. So we're using this as an R&D effort, yes, so we can figure out the sequential gearbox with these high horsepower applications and everything else we have to do along the way. We're also using it as a platform for getting into these higher-end roll races and putting Corvette on the map, because right now Corvette is nowhere on that map, unfortunately. We know in the, the Corvette spectrum is a broad spectrum, but we're trying to push one of the ends of that spectrum to be to be high horsepower and fast so that we can, again, prove that we have the technology and the know-how to make the cars perform and then the back of that know-how into a guy who wants to drive his C6 base on a windy road on a Saturday afternoon and have a good time. That sounds like fun, Chris. Any other projects Corvette-wise in the works besides the twin blue Corvettes? No, I say no. The answer is yes, but there's so much little stuff going on here and there. I don't have anything spectacular to point at. The blue ones are kind of our center stage right now. We're always looking to push C6, C7 Corvettes further. Sure, that means horsepower, but it also means reliability. We have a lot of clients who ask us, hey, I want to do XYZ. Is it reliable? And we would say all of our builds are reliable. The question becomes at a certain horsepower level, how the driver drives the car. That becomes where reliability is ejected or not. Right. So no, to answer your question, the blue ones are kind of our focus. But that said, we're always kind of got our fingers meddling in Corvette stuff here and there. And again, the co-owner here, Shane Carey, has got a Corvette ZR1. I've got one. They're our passion. And so that's where all this comes from very cool are there any industry shows for corvettes that you guys are going to be exhibiting at where people can come meet you and talk about horsepower so this year not corvette specific we'll be at four events this year two of them are run by the ecta that's the east coast timing association their website is ectamile.com. Okay. They run these airstrip events, essentially. So we'll be at those two this year, and those are on our website also, which I'll mention later on. We do look to be at places like SEMA, and there's Corvette events around in the Detroit area, which we're not tuned into yet, but I want to be because I love to get these cars in front of Corvette enthusiasts. And when we go to these events, people appreciate the Corvettes, but it's obviously a heterogeneous event in terms of cars. Very cool. Now, how can people, if they want to get their car boosted, how can they reach CT Performance? What's your social media? The whole nine yards. Sure. So you can reach us on our website at ctperformance.com. We're very active on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is at ctperform. On Facebook, you can find us to search for CT Performance. You can give us a buzz at 517-851-2262. And that's the main ways. Honestly, the website is the best way to catch us. You can actually, if you want to talk about a build, you can fill out our build form there and we can get in touch with you and explain what the options are and what costs are involved and what the timelines are like. So that's our easiest spot. But Instagram is great too, because you get to see a lot of this stuff as it happens. You can see some behind the scenes on cars getting built. We'll have information about the new shop up there as well. Obviously, during these events, we'll be posting videos. And if we break any records, you'll hear about it on social media for sure. That's outstanding, Chris. Thank you so much for being on Corvette today. The stories were great. And all the best of luck to you and your partner in the future. Appreciate it, Steve. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today. And please be sure to tell your family, friends, and other Corvette enthusiasts about the Corvette Today podcast. And thanks to our flagship sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and True Wealth & Company at RetireWithTrue.com. 
You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.